However, as we grow into adulthood, that friendship expectation changes. And I think it's hard and maybe a little unfair to just have that one friend to rely on for everything and expect everything out of them. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Yan and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hello friends, welcome to this week's episode. I was sitting down with my sister and we were chatting the other day, and there's a pretty big age gap difference between us. We're about 11 years apart. We were talking about some random stuff and the topic of friendship came up. She's in high school right now um, and she has this one friend that's like her best friend. It's a type of friendship where it's like they are the duo and they do a lot of things together. It's really cute, right? And so as we were having our conversation, um, as the older wiser sister (laughs) it naturally just slipped out of my mouth how friendships change so much from that time to adulthood now i know i have an episode about the changing dynamic of friendships through adulthood in episode 79 but the conversation with my sister led to this episode and that is what type of friends you should surround yourself with during adulthood I think what is so special about adolescent friendship is that you can have this one best friend that is everything. You do a lot together, you're in the same environment, see the same people, work on the same subjects in school, live in the same hometown. There's a lot of things that connect you to this one person who is growing up in the same environment. So it's very easy to connect and understand each other. Even in college, your proximity to each other makes it easier to maintain the friendships and connect with one another. You know, running errands together is also a form of bonding. These forms of bonding start to decline as you enter adulthood. So as you enter post-grad, that is when a lot of friendships start to dissipate. If you had that one best friend who knew so much about you and did so much with you, that friendship is going to change in some ways, right, after graduation. And I don't think it's talked about often enough. Most of us start to see a dwindle of friends in our 20s. Our connections with who we called our best friends change. Suddenly you don't know their day-to-day and ins and outs as you used to. Post-grad is when people start to feel lonelier and the circle of friends start to shrink. Of course, I'm not saying having a close-knitted circle of friends is a bad thing. However, I do think it is beneficial to have different types of friends, even if it's in a close-knitted group. For a lot of us, when we were younger, we would give anything and everything to our best friend. I mean, we had so much time on our hand. We had not a lot of responsibilities. However, as we grow into adulthood, that friendship expectation changes. And I think it's hard and maybe a little unfair to just have that one friend to rely on for everything and expect everything out of them. I say this because as an adult, we each have a lot that is going on. Sometimes we don't even know what our friends may be dealing with because we don't see them on a daily basis or they don't 
bring it up, right? And if you don't bring something up, then people don't know about it. So it's unfair to have the same expectation out of our friendship as a kid or college kid versus full adult. Um, I know friends may feel neglected if their friends are not showing up the way that they used to. But sometimes our friends may be at their bandwidth and we may not even know. And this is why I don't agree with the statement that if they wanted to, they would. I don't think it's universally true. Anyways, I think it's important to have diverse friends and groups of friends for various reasons. Like, having separate groups of friends is okay to have because one, like I stated before, it's hard and unfair to rely on one person for all your needs. You know, licensed psychologist Lauren Napotano said that we don't generally have sufficient time or emotional energy to sustain more than five close friends at any given time, but less than three close friendship is less than ideal because it lowers our odds of getting all our needs met. Two, having different types of friends are great because you get to spend time doing things you enjoy with people who also share the same interests as you. Different types of friends also provide different values. Studies have shown that people are happier when they have different friends and communities to rely on. So today I want to share with you the five types of friends that I think are beneficial to include in your circle. Starting off is the lifelong friends. I'm going to group this lifelong friends with close friends. Some may argue that they are different, but I think they have a lot of overlapping similarities. So for the sake of that, I'm going to group them as one. Some may say that lifelong friends are more of those who grown up with you and know all the versions of you since childhood and you know all the versions of them since childhood. But I think that's also true with friends that you meet later in life who become close friends that ultimately lead to lifelong friendship, right? These are very intimate friendships where you know almost the ins and outs of them. They know you the best, you know them the best. The special thing about lifelong friends is that you guys are almost like extended family. You can be very close during certain stages and phases in each other's lives and then there may be times when you guys aren't in frequent contact with one another. However, that time and distance apart does not hinder the quality of friendship that you have. These friendships are the most beneficial and crucial to our mental health as well. It's in these friendships that we are authentically ourselves to each other and we aren't putting up a front or anything like that. And if we do, we can see through it or the, the friends can see through it, right? If they put up a front, we can tell. If we put up a front, they can tell. <laughs> and I think what's so, so special about lifelong friends is that you all have been in each other's lives for many years, been through life changes and stages and stressors. And at the end of each of these, you guys are still by each other's side. So that foundation is rock solid and you know you'll always find your way back to one another even if you aren't in each other's daily life. Also, if these friends are friends that you made while growing up, they have seen you grow, they know your family, they know your background better than any other friends. So there's a level of understanding that other friends may not have. And because this type of friendship is the most intimate one, you feel comfortable seeking advice and encouragement from one another. 
Next one is activity friends. You know, some of our friends don't have time to do activities on a weekly basis. Some may not have the same interests as you and they don't want to schedule it in their week, which is valid. You know, everyone's time is limited as we grow, but if they're willing to go once with you, that's amazing as well. If not, it doesn't make them a bad friend either. And it shouldn't stop you from doing the activity because you are more likely to meet people who enjoy the activity and build new friendships. The best part about doing something with someone who has the same interests is that the both of you are invested in it. So the chances of you both learning more about the hobby or the interests in your spare time is very likely, which means when you guys get together, you both have knowledge about the subject to share with one another and help each other improve. Then we have life stages friends. These are friends who come into your life or you get closer during certain stages of your life. You guys may have found each other while experiencing a certain phase that your other friends may not be in so it's harder for them to relate to you and it's a little hard for you to relate to where they are at in their life. Or these are friends you get closer to because they have experienced what you are going through. So there is a level of relatability and support that other friendships may not be able to best provide. Examples of these are friends who have decided to go back to school and further their education. So now they're working and in school. Friends who are single, if you are in your singlehood and most of your friends are coupled up or married. Um, Another one is married friends. You know, sometimes you want to be friends with people who are also married because they're going through a same phase that you are going through. Parenthood friends are also another example. Divorce friends, so on, right? There's so many phases and stages in our life that sometimes our friends are not in. And so we have to go out and find other people who are experiencing what we're going through. These are pivotal moments in our life where some of our friends, some of our dear close friends may not understand what we're going through. They can't relate to us and we can't relate to them in these moments. So these life stages friends come in and provide the support and value that we need from them and we can provide that to them as well. Number four, social friends. Social friends are who you do fun things together with. Now, before you come at me, of course, all your friendships should be fun, but this particular type of friend, friend group, it's all a lighthearted type of friendship, right? You might, you know, some may say it's like acquaintances, but I wouldn't say really it's acquaintances because you actually go out and do things together. Um, but the difference is you are more reserved um, to sharing deeper things about yourself in these type of friendships or perhaps deep conversations just don't come up as often compared to um, your closer friends and your more intimate type of friends. The benefits of having social friends is that there's not a lot of uh, dialogue pressure. It provides you an opportunity to be a part of a community and widen your social circle. It's through these social friends that you meet more people. I have a few social friends who have became closer friends, but it was through these friendships where they started introducing their friends to me. And as we go out and do fun things together, their friends might invite their friends. And sooner or later, you start meeting new people. And even if you don't become close friends with these new people, you start to make these connections as acquaintances and you never know later in life, somewhere, another time, 
another place, you bump into one of these acquaintances and you start chatting, which later can bloom into a real friendship. And it's because you guys have already met somewhere prior that now at this new place where you're surrounded by a lot of strangers, you're more likely to strike up a conversation with this person in this new setting. And then lastly, number five, the driven and ambitious friends. At first, I was going to label this the career friend, but I think that would feel very limiting and it would exclude certain things. So I'm going to call it the driven and ambitious friend because you can be ambitious and driven in other aspects of your life. It doesn't have to be career only. You can be ambitious and driven in your personal goals. I think it's important to have these types of friends in your life because you feel inspired by them or you feel motivated after having a conversation with them um, or you see what they're doing in their life and it just really moves you and gets you going, right? They really do inspire you to do better, to really go after your goals and really be ambitious in life. What's great about having these type of friends is that you can bounce off each other other's energy. You inspire them. They inspire you. You guys help each other level up and challenge each other so that you guys can be the best version of yourself and really attain those goals of yours. Now, these are just five types of friends that I think are important to have in life, but of course, everyone's needs are different. Nothing in life is also black and white. Even though I had five different categories in the real world, friendships can overlap between these categories, and there are more that are out there. Everyone has a different level of comfort and contentment when it comes to friendships. Some people are very happy with just two or three close friends. They don't feel the need or want to make any more. Some prefer big groups of friends and feel more content in that setting. No matter what your preferences are, the types of friendship that are mentioned in today's episodes are here for you to consider if anything changes. In the show notes, I'll link an article from Berkeley University where they study people and their happiness level based on their social network. All right, so that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode. 